Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, our story continues. It was early morning. At the Three Falls Prison for Women, Kit Calvert and her roommate, Mickey Gray, were just getting dressed. Kit was putting on her gray and white uniform when Mrs. Jerome, the floor matron, stopped at the door, spoke to Kit through the grating, and then went on down the hall. Now, as Kit turns away from the door, Mickey says with a grin, So you're to go to Dr. Whitney's office right after breakfast. You don't look very surprised, lovey. I'm not. I knew I'd get to see him. How'd you manage it? Well, the other day when you suggested this idea, when you told me about the young doctor, you were giving me advice about what sort of approach to use, which, incidentally, was very funny. Oh? You think you know all the tricks, lovey? Well, I've learned something about men in my life. I've... I'm used to them, and I'm used to their liking me. How nice. Anyway, you were telling me to be sure and use the mental approach. That's what gave me the idea, so I wrote to Dr. Lurby. Who's he? My psychiatrist. He runs a sanitarium in Huntsville. I see. That's where you were when you came up for sentence, isn't it? Mm Hmm. Dr. Larrabee is quite fond of me. As are all men. We know that by now, lovey. No, I don't mean that. He isn't fond of me in any personal sense, really. It's just that I'm a prized patient of his. He's quite proud of my cure, the success he's had with his treatment. So I knew that all I had to do was hint at a possible setback, and he'd do everything he could to help me. I said that I wished the prison had a psychiatrist whom I could talk to once or twice a week, just for assurance. I see. Well, he came through for you. (laughs) Poor Dr. Whitney. If he only knew what he was in for. Oh, really, Mickey, you talk as if I were going to throw myself at the man. Well, aren't you? No, I'm simply going... You're simply going to get this poor, frustrated male so wrapped up in you, so convinced of the beauty of your soul... That he'll appear before the parole board and stake his reputation on the fact that you don't belong in this prison. That all you need is a second chance and you'll redeem yourself. Well, that's no lie. Though I wouldn't use such high-flown language. I'm warning you again, lovey. The guy's going to act very cold at first. He has a lot of defenses. And he's had a lot of tricks pulled on him. You can bet anything you like on that. I think I'll manage. Well, I'll 
I'll admit you're out of the ordinary. I wonder how long it'll take me before Whitney is completely housebroken. There's no telling. But maybe if you're lucky, you'll get a special hearing of your case when the parole board meets in a couple of weeks. I wonder if I do dare count on that. Two more weeks. Yes, I bet I can do it. I feel somehow that this is going to be a snap. It's, it's so simple, really. Well, lovey, while you're thinking it's all so simple, don't forget that it was my idea that I saw Whitney and tagged him for you. I won't forget, Mickey. But tell me something. Why do you trust me? I'm surprised you haven't asked me to write and have the money deposited in a bank to your name. Oh, you wouldn't put that sort of thing in a letter. You see, the authorities would get curious. They'd wonder what you were doing handing out such large sums to another inmate. Oh, so you're just trusting me. Oh, you'll keep your word with me, lovey, because I know too much about you. I know about that boyfriend of yours, for instance. I know the real reason why you wanted to see his mother. Uh, what do you call her? Aunt Mary. What do you know? I haven't said anything to you. You'd be surprised what I can dream up. I could write your boyfriend and his mother such interesting letters about you. It would really mess things up terribly. I see. Well, all right, you'll get your money. I was just curious about your being so trusting. Well, now you understand. You'll deposit the money to me later when you're out of here. But in the meantime, lovey, I'll take some on account. This is the day, you know, when we can place our orders for things from the commissary. There's so much I'd like to have. Lipstick, some hose. <laughs> oh, Mickey, you can buy out the whole place for all I care. You are in a good humor today. Oh, why shouldn't I be? <laughs> why shouldn't I be? I have a letter here from Dr. Martin Larrabee, Miss Calvert. He said you'd written him. Evidently, you feel the need of psychiatric treatment. Well, well, I don't know, Dr. Whitney. You aren't a psychiatrist, are you? I intend to specialize in the field, Miss Calvert. Matter of fact, I'm to appear before the Psychiatric Board of Examiners very shortly. Oh, I'm very glad to hear that. Then you'll be able to understand my problem. If you have any. Do you know anything at all about my case, Dr. Whitney? Yes, when you came here, Dr. Larrabee sent me a copy of your case history. Oh, I thought he had. I looked through it last night. And why did you say if I had any problems? Because Dr. Larrabee seemed to feel that you'd completely regained your mental health. The letter he wrote, he was surprised and a little alarmed by your suggestion that your neurosis had returned. Oh, I'm afraid he misunderstood me. It was so hard to explain it in the letter. Just that having been so ill, I'm interested in preventive measures. You see, I have a fear complex, Dr. Whitney. A fear that perhaps I'm not as well as I think I am. That's why I thought if I could just talk to a doctor, to you, once or twice a week, Oh, you don't know what it would do for me. The assurance it would give me. Well, how do you know I'd be able to give you that assurance, Miss Calvert? Well, that's a strange thing to ask. Don't you think you could? Probably, if you needed it. <laughs> but I just told you that... Yes, I know what you've told me, Miss Calvert, but let's talk a bit before we come to any conclusions or decisions here. Now, you say you have a fear of becoming ill again. Have you some memory of the period during your illness which keeps recurring to you? Oh, no, no. The reason I'm afraid of becoming ill again, Doctor, is because of this terrific sense of frustration I have. Oh? What kind of frustration? The feeling that I'll never get out of here. Well, that's a very normal reaction. Nearly every woman here experiences that feeling at one time or another. But it passes. And after all, you're fortunate. Your sentence isn't a very heavy one. Oh, but you don't understand... 
if you've read my case history, then you must have realized that I... I haven't lived a very good or very useful life. No, you haven't. It took my illness and the knowledge that I was to be sentenced to shock me into seeing myself as I really was. No, you can't know what it's like, Doctor, to have 20-odd years of mistakes piled up behind you. Then the very moment when you recognize those mistakes, when you want so desperately to make up to people and to yourself for the past, at that very moment to be shut up in a place like this where where you can't do anything but mark time. You see, that's my fear. My frustration that I'll never get out, that I'll never have a chance to start my life over again. If, If I could just see you talking everything out with you, I'm sure that would help... Well, Miss Calvert, you you want to talk to me so that you can hear me say everything's going to be all right. So that I can dispel these fears of yours. Fears which you yourself admit are groundless. Well, I think at this point talking isn't the answer to your problem. You need to do something. But what can I do? I'm coming to that. Miss Calvert, I detect in you a reluctance to face reality. What do you mean, a, a reluctance to face reality? When I'm sitting here Wait in a your minute, office... Miss Calvert. I said what I did because of your remarks that you wanted to be out of here in order to begin your life again. Well? You see, you have to accept the responsibility for what you've done. Accept the punishment for believing you could act without regard for anyone else. Without regard for the laws of our society. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been punished. But the punishment isn't supposed to be the end result. Don't you see, you're here in order to prepare yourself for the life you'll lead when you're once more outside. I know that's the purpose, but I've already done that, Dr. Whitney. My mental attitude is... I'm talking about mental attitude. If you're so eager to make a new life for yourself to prove that you're a different kind of individual, you don't have to wait until you're out. You can do that right here. But how? Well, so far as you're coming to see me once or twice a week, I I don't think that's the answer. There's a great deal an intelligent young woman like you could do here for other people. And that should take care of these desires and frustrations that you think you have. So think it over, Miss Calvert. Dr. Whitney arose, and after staring at him for a moment, Kit got up too. Dr. Whitney had given her an answer all right, but it wasn't the answer she wanted. Yes, Kit, it looks as if you were wrong when you so blithely assumed you could use this young doctor. Doctor. 